Welcome to Two Guys in the Bible, a conversation on theology, culture, and God's Word. We're glad you were able to join us uh, on this, our 15th episode today. Uh, my name is Eric Leupold, and uh, with me always is, uh, is Dylan Keniston. Dylan, how are you doing? Doing well, brother. How are you doing this? this uh, I was going to say morning. It's actually evening now. That's right. Today we're is recording evening, recording, evening, recording. Evening. Yeah. Yeah. A little different. A little different. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's great. It's good to mix up a little bit and... Uh, and, uh, and have a good conversation any Amen. time of the day, right? Amen. So, well, uh, today's episode is uh, a kind of a cultural one, really. I mean, we're right now it's uh, almost Thanksgiving, so but we're about four or five weeks away-ish um, from the Christmas holiday. And today we wanted to do a, a little uh, recording and discussion about Christmas as as Christians, right? And uh, you know, jingle bells, jingle bells. That's right. Jingle all the way. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it, this is always a topic that uh, you know comes up in my family. Hmm. You know, questions like, "Hey, do you how do you guys celebrate Christmas? Do you guys do a tree? Do you guys do gifts uh, from Santa? Uh, do you guys do the Elf on the Shelf? Like, there's a lot of things that Christians and non-Christians do, and the question is. You know, is there any guidance? Is there anything that, as Christians, we have you know we can we can use to discern? You know, how do I approach this topic? And some Christians don't do anything yeah. with Christmas at all, I and mean, they feel very strongly against it. So, I just kind of want to open it up. Um, uh, I don't know if you have some knowledge on the historical context behind Christmas. I have a few things that were told to me before about that. No, but, dive in, man. Go at it. Well, I mean, I, I, again, I haven't done a, 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 a super amount of research on the topic, but from what I uh, understand, um, a lot of the roots come from, you know, St. Nicholas, so Santa Claus, right, would be would be the, the short name of the man named St. Nicholas. And uh, I don't know what you've heard, but I heard that he went around providing gifts uh, out of charity uh, for people, particularly, I imagine, children or so. Uh, but uh, again, I don't know all the full details behind him and uh, as a person there. Do you have anything to add to that, really? You know, not really. To be honest, this is one of those things where I'm just like, you know, we'll, we'll kind of talk about how how we fleshed that out in our family and, and the same for you, but like the actual historical context. I mean, hey, if, if you're a, a Christmas history expert, definitely throw an email our way. Um, that would be, yeah, that would be helpful too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two guys in the Bible dot podcast at gmail.com. The number two, uh, if, if you're a history buff and you, you got the, the lowdown on, on Christmas, um, historically, definitely throw that our way. We'd be very interested. Cause I know there's like, didn't, didn't, um, what's his name? Kirk Cameron. I think he came out with a movie and at some point in the movie, mm-hmm. he, it was like one of these explanations of like, Oh, well the Christmas tree, the tree is a pagan symbol and oh. it's supposed to be like, you know, why, why do Christians have a tree? And so like, I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. I don't know what the background yeah, I've heard is. some things about the, the tree, something like yeah. about the tree, right? Like, yeah. and it was supposed to be the winter solstice or something. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be, I mean, in my mind, I just don't, I don't make those connections in that way with the meaning of Christmas like, at all yeah as far as the tree is concerned it's a fun little tradition it's it's bright lights up the little place to put some presents I mean, and yeah and that's it's it. fun Call to it chop it down and needles <laughs> everywhere and vacuum it up a fire yeah. hazard yeah if I, all if kinds I, of fun stuff and, and you call day. it a day you know yeah. I, I just i never um I, I don't know. And this, I, like, I, I hope I'm teachable on this. I just never got into it like that. Well, I think it's helpful deeply. because, I mean, like, it's interesting because you and I both have 
a limited understanding of the of the true origins. I mean, th- I mean, you know how traditions are. They develop over hundreds of years, yeah. maybe thousands, and there maybe there's multiple traditions from the Catholic Church or from uh, the pagan background. But the thing is, like, we're so divorced from that right, in our exactly. culture today that we can't even yeah. we can't even explain all the connections even if it is to paganism in some way, shape, or form. So that's kind of why, like, these kinds of things, even if they were pagan in some way, shape, or form back in the day, it doesn't really matter. Right. Because the thing is, what are they now? Like, Mm -hmm. what is it being viewed as and being treated as here today in 21st century America? Mm -hmm. Right? And, And that's what we want to be dealing with as Christians. We're not dealing with a 5th century pagan festival right. we're dealing with the 21st century celebration of something yeah okay now the question is what is that celebration how does the culture seem to view this holiday called christmas yeah and you know i don't have any notes prepared for this or anything yeah, like yeah, that but fine. just in hearing you describe that you know what it made me think of was like what um you know some scholars will say that in the old testament there's parallels with other cultures in the ancient near east hmm. and like so if you're looking at these ancient near eastern um you know non-Jewish religions and, and non-Israelite cultures, and they had certain manifestations of how they would, you know, handle different things, you know, maybe the, the, the um, covenants, how they would, how would, how they mm-hmm. would structure covenants, stuff like that. Well, there may be parallels, but how the, how the Israelite people made that their own um, with keeping the Lord as Lord, like that completely takes whatever parallel there may be with an ancient Near Eastern practice and turns it on its head, almost tries to like redeem it in a sense as actually this belongs to the Lord and, and we need to give our, our, uh, our worship and, and, and glory that is owed to him to him as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, using it in these other ways. Like, you know, I don't know, that, that seems to me it could be an analogous parallel where it's like, hey, you have a tree. Well, at some point in some culture, that tree might have been tied. Well, yeah. we're taking that, we're taking that tradition and at this point it's just a tradition and leveraging it to glorify god yeah um right i mean you know what i mean so i mean again i'm teachable on that but that's that's kind of just one way of getting at it is like maybe there's these ancient near eastern parallels that were likewise used by the israelites to nevertheless um glorify the lord yeah and i think one of the central aspects of of christmas at least today is the idea of giving gifts Yes. Right? So gift yes. giving. Now, I know some pastors, by the way, who, who like do not like some yeah. brothers in Christ who I tremendously respect. They're just like, we do not like give gifts to one another as like a, a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. Now, do you think that gift giving, I mean, I, I, I would say that it's a, that it's, it certainly can be a godly Christian biblical thing to do to give a gift to somebody. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see anything intrinsically nothing wrong with in, it personally. No, no, I mean, and and and, and so um, it's like anything th- else, right? It depends on how it manifests itself, right? Yeah, of like, course. If it becomes all about the the presence and the the things, and you know, you think you're you're elevating American materialism and you're yeah. teaching your kids to do the same. Yeah. You know, I can I can see how you how you get from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, I also think there's ways to circumvent that in yeah. how you communicate about Christmas, right? So like, and again, I teachable on this. I mean, if there, there may be other reasons that I'm just missing. So. Yeah. So, but I think it's an important point though, that as Christians, I mean, if we're going to participate and, and do the gift giving aspect of it, the question comes down to how do we avoid what appears to be rampant materialism mm. in, in our culture? I mean, um, 
if it if it ends up being all about me, all about what I can get, all about my stuff and what I want, clearly that is a it's a selfish attitude. We know scripture is clearly uh, uh, speaks against greed, uh, envy. So when you see something that someone else has and you want that thing, and that's precious to you, uh, that's that's envy. Mm-hmm. And we're told not to covet. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, as one of the even one of the, uh, the Ten Commandments there, um, and to avoid greediness, uh, uh, which uh, is a form of idolatry in some ways. Um, so, uh, materialism or the finding of joy and pleasure and satisfaction in things, earthly material things, is something that I think that Christians should avoid. So, with that being said, how could we engage in gift giving or gift receiving? while avoiding uh, that trap of materialism? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. So I I think, like, back to what we were saying a minute, like, uh, there's, I don't see that there's anything intrinsically wrong with giving gifts as long as there are other, um, other worldview uh, pillars well and firmly in place, Mm -hmm. like, in that family, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, you were talking about not coveting, and stuff like like not uh, not becoming greedy or envious or just elevating some kind of material good as an end in itself. Um, so like that kind of mindset and this this notion of like maybe using the holiday as a as a um, you know an opportunity to extend oneself in service to others rather than just you know getting up first thing in the morning and it's all about presents. Like there's lots of families who do that really really well and have those activities and those mindsets, not just something that's like, you know, hey, this is good. Let's talk about this on a Christmas morning, but as kind of the in in the warp and woof of their, their family life throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. so so if like if we ourselves and then if our if our families are um, are being taught well and are being nurtured through uh, Bibles, uh, time in the Bible and, and time reflecting on life experiences with biblical wisdom and, and through much prayer, like when those things are true and well, uh, in, truly and well in place, it becomes like a little bit, I don't want to say easier, but like there's some substructure of worldview formation already there that make it a little bit easier to combat our natural, you know, tendencies toward materialism mm-hmm. and and greed <clears throat> yeah. on, on a christmas morning right so yeah and i think um other other the problem with gift giving not the problem with gift giving but how it can become a problem is if uh like you said it, it's replacing something uh that that's more important so yeah. for example um we're we're called to love one another and and you know whether it's loving our wives or just 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 being being a good neighbor and a good friend if i just give you a gift instead of doing something that I should be doing as a way to try to appease you maybe or to make it okay, you know, that would be a problem. Sure. Like, for example, I mean, we're to love our wives, right? And and the anniversary or the birthday is not just about, oh, I got to give a gift and check the box and, and call it good. Um, you know, I don't just say, here, honey, here's your gift. Um, we're good, right? You know, it's like that would be not, I mean, she wants affection and love and genuine care. And that can be shown through gift giving, but you don't want to give a gift as a way to get yourself off the hook. 
sure. to giving real love. Yeah, you're not and buying yourself a free pass. You're not going to buy someone's love. No, exactly. Yeah. You're buying someone's love, buying yeah. someone's affection, or trying to smooth things over. Right. Because then it's not really the right kind of a gift. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. actually more of a bribe. Yeah. In a way. So, so, I mean, I think that these are like, these are, so there, when we talk about like gift giving, right, there's, yeah. I think there are some legitimate dangers to be mindful of and to watch out for. Um, at the end of the day, I, I don't think that any of those can't be like those risks and there are risks, right? You see with them for what they are, then you mitigate for them, right? By having just kind of like standard, um, you know, rhythms within the home that would, you know, just be. I don't know, standard fare for, for, for many a Christian family. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we can, we can, we talk a little bit about gift giving. All right. Then, and, and obviously there's a, there's a place for that room for that, uh, uh, giving gifts to our children. Uh, but now what about some of the more external trappings, if you will, of, of the Christmas season, right? So the idea of, of Santa Claus and, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, reindeer or, or uh, yeah. whenever the songs and yeah. the jingle bells and the holidays and some of the songs are, are more secular. Yeah. Some of them are just, you know, about Rudolph and red-nosed reindeer or grandma got ran over by a reindeer or something like that. But then there's some religious aspects to it. There are certain hymns that uh, are more sung during the Christmas season and, uh, and things like that. So, but how do we approach the issue of, I guess I'll start off with, with Santa. Yeah. And things like that. You know, it's interesting because that, that question like of Santa really yeah. in, in terms of the Christmas conversations in our own family. Um, so like Emily and I have had conversations about, about Christmas. Most of the conversations we've had center around this question of Santa. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it's come up. Right. And it's always been like, you know, do we, you know, have Brielle think, do we raise her to think even when she's very little that there's some, you know, you know, older white, jolly, heavy set dude <laughs> with a big white beard saying, ho, ho, ho. And, and likes to talk to the children. Likes to talk to the children. And, and, he, and he comes down chimneys and it's all quite magical. So he's and, a helm invader. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So like, so do we, do we tell that to her and like raise her to believe that that's actually legit? So in, yeah. in our home and in our family, kind of, you know, long story short, what we landed on was no. Well, what we would share with her is basically like, look, there is this traditional story about this guy mm -hmm. named Santa Claus. Like, uh, here's what he did. And he was a Christian as far as, as far as I can, again, ignorant about the history, but as far as I know, like well, St. Nick, right? Like, I heard that he punched Arius in the face. Hey, amen. I, no, I'm serious. Like I heard that St. Nicholas, because Arius was the one who taught that Jesus was not divine. Was not divine. Yeah. Yeah. And it, hey, I if, think if he was at thing. one of the meetings and I heard, I mean, I don't know. I'll double check the historical records on that Saint one. St. Nick would throw Saint down yeah. over a orthodoxy. Punch a heretic. A punch a, no, that's not good. <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. But, but, but in all, in all seriousness, <laughs> we, we had that conversation and basically where we landed was, look, you know, it's a really nice story. Cool dude. Um, actually really did live based off a real character, but, um, that's not why we celebrate this day mm -hmm. and that's not why we give gifts. So yeah. while we might share, like, cause she's going to like talk to other kids, right? Oh, did Santa come? Like we want her to have a category for Santa, like who this yeah, person is. Who it is. You don't yeah. understand who it is, but like. That's not going to be front and center mm -hmm. um, in that, like that story is not going to be front yeah. and center in our home. Like the story that 
would be front and center would of course be the Christmas story yes in, in scripture I agree right? yeah. I'm, we're very similar as far as uh, what we did with our with our kids so three things I'll, I'll quickly mention uh, first of all we didn't want to lie to our children now I understand that fantasy and and, and that kind of and playing games like pretending to be someone or pretending there is a you know uh, something out there that you have to go fight with your son or whatever the case may be that's in my mind that kind of play is different than what's typically done with Santa as far as like treating him as if he's real, pretending as he's real, having the kids write letters to him, having gifts that come from Santa. So in my mind, I wanted to avoid uh, purposeful deception, Mm -hmm. Um, even in the name of fun, purposeful deception of the children Mm -hmm. uh, there. Now, I know that some might disagree with that. You know, hey, it's all in good fun, maybe. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if I lie to my children for many years and deceive them about Santa, and then they ask me about, let's say, Jesus or God, and it's like, well, I'm not lying about that. Yeah. Like, I'm not deceiving you about that. You can trust me when it comes to, you know, the story of Noah's Ark or mm-hmm. the story of something, you know, like, you know, the virgin birth of Christ. But all, all that I said to you about Santa, that was, that was daddy was making a fib, mm-hmm. you know. So we wanted to avoid that awkward um, position, if you will. And another thing is we didn't want gifts to come from Santa because I think, I think part of the gift giving is also the receiving and teaching our children how to receive gifts with grace yeah. and thankfulness. And we wanted them to be able to thank the person who gave them the gift. And that, that's, the, that's the point of it. That's the connection. Making it anonymous uh, I don't think helps to uh, or making it some from someone who doesn't exist right. doesn't really help to build that kind of an understanding yeah. of gift giving. And the third thing, and I guess my biggest issue with the whole Santa, is that he has come to replace God hmm. in a way. And it's really weird is like, if you just think, like, I think one of the songs that really gets me bonkers the most is <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for. He's omniscient sake. for goodness. So sake. now, yeah. <laughs> so now he's omniscient, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He sees you when you're sleeping. Okay, that's something that only God does. But then he says, "Only be good for goodness' sake." Now hold on a second. That's actually not a Christian principle. Yeah. We are not called to be good for the sake of goodness. Hmm. We're to love God, love our neighbor, because God first loved us. Yeah. And that's why uh, we can go out and love others and proclaim the gospel to them. In a lot of ways, Christmas becomes a works-based system. Even even things like uh, Elf on the Shelf. You know, have, you, have you been good this Christmas? There's a naughty list. There's a nice list. And the naughty kids get coal or get nothing. And the nice kids get, get presents. And while I have no problem with the concept of rewarding children and and disciplining uh, disobedient children, I think it sets you up for a materialist workspace system like you be good, you get good stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you are bad, you get bad stuff. Mm. And the only reason you should be good is to get the good stuff. And that I have a problem with stuff like that. Yeah. Your thoughts on that there? No, I mean, well, yeah, not not really. I mean, I, I mostly agree with that. I mean, you don't want to be in a position where you think, you know, I've been, um, I've earned this, right? And, you know, I, I deserve this, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I do think that there, well, all right, back, back it up for just a second. <laughs> Go so, ahead, man. Well, I, I do think that in, so it, in the reformed circles, generally, 
in the name of the gospel and in the name of grace and outlining clearly that our salvation is entirely by grace. And of course, praise God for that fact. I think one of the things that some of what we tend to risk downplaying is some of um, some of the generalities that are laid out, for example, in the Proverbs that do have this kind of, um, you know, if you live your life in a certain way and if you, um, yes. you know, act in a certain way, behave in a certain way, then there are there are blessings that generally, yes, generally, generally come true. Yes, right. can can follow that, yes, right? right? So I, I don't want to downplay that. Not I don't know that like, you know, giving gifts on Christmas is like the way to the mechanism for elevating that principle. That's no. not, that's not yeah, it. I understand. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, as a general rule of thumb, no, I mean, you don't want the kids to just look, you know, go and get the gifts for the gift's sake or be good for the sake of the gifts. You know, that's, that's not where it's at. So you want to be careful about that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's good. Now that's useful there. Um, other things that, uh, that maybe we should, we should talk about with regarding the Christmas. Okay. We looked a little bit about the, the, the Santa Claus aspect of it, the gift giving, things like that. Um, but now it comes the religious aspect of it. Mm. So, so December 25th, right. Um, and things like that. It, A, is that really Jesus's, you know, historical birthday? Mm. Uh, and B, is that a more holy day? Like, like, should you, is it, is it, a, you know, is a church obligated to have a, a church service on Christmas? Um, is it a more holy day to attend church service? Because there are certain people that will only go to church on Christmas. You know, they feel an obligation, if you will, to go on Christmas and Easter, but not any other time of the year, almost as if those days are a bit more holy. Yeah. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on that there? Yeah, I would say I, I, you know, with, uh, of course, folks who are coming, there are some folks who just come on Easter and Christmas and that's the only time they come. And I'm like, Hey, praise God. They are there. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you know what coming. I mean? Like that's wonderful. No, no, they're no, coming. I'm not, don't, don't get if me we, wrong. In that yeah, yeah. If, if we were like sitting down and just like having a conversation about it, like a heart to heart. I mean, at the, if you, if you pushed me, I would say it's probably doing things a little bit backwards mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, um, if anything, you might not go to church on Christmas if it doesn't fall on a Sunday, right? Yeah. Like you might not go to church, you know, on these holidays if it doesn't fall on a Sunday. Like yeah. in, in my mind, you know, I, I do think, you know, not to get into like Sabbath issues. Not, I'm not sure. myself a Sabbatarian, yes, but, me neither. but in order to stay in line with the historical practice of the church, I do think, you know, I think it's good for the church to meet as the body on the Lord's day, right? On Sunday. And so like, you know, suppose you have Christmas. I think this year that we, we have this case, right? Where it doesn't fall on a I Sunday. I think it's on a Monday or Tuesday. Like on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like I feel no obligation to go to church Christmas day. If it's like a Tuesday or if Monday. If it's a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Right. Because like you go to church and you celebrate church on, on the Lord's day, on a Sunday in line with the historical practice of the church. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, now, it's not a necessarily a bad thing. And the church I, wants to gather, let them gather. Yes. Oh, the only, the only <laughs> if they want to. If they will, well, but I also want to say like, if they gather, right, it's not necessarily the church gathering qua church. For okay. example, you wouldn't necessarily have the Lord's Supper on a on a non Sunday okay. church day. It'd be like a Wednesday night. It'd be like a Wednesday night Bible study. Prayer night. Prayer or... night. Yeah, Amen. And that's that's exactly right. But that's not the church gathering qua church. I got you. Right. So like I think that is that is on Sundays when that happens. And so um, if the church wants to gather on 
Christmas Day and like sing like sing hymns. I would never throw stones about it, but praise God for that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would just try to have some clarity about like wh- what is it that's like that's happening and what it's not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how I think mm. I would tease that one out. That's, that's a valid point there, and, and um, yeah, I think that's 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 it's good to point out. Um, so, what other issues regarding Christmas? I mean, have you struggled with, or have you had to think through, talk through, perhaps with Emily or with your family that we haven't covered? Yeah, I mean, most of it has been around. Um, Oh, here's a fun one. Uh-oh. Where are we going for dinner for Christmas morning when you got the kids and, you know, you, are oh, you going family. to family, right? You go into this, you know, your in-laws place on Christmas Eve, you go yeah. into your, your folks place on Christmas Eve, and then switch up Christmas morning. You know, that's always a fun one. That's just a logistical problem. That's just a logistical you problem. Know, yeah, it's, but it's, it's a, it can be a big logistical problem. No, right? and it can, it can cause problems within yeah, the family yeah. if you can't agree on yeah. that. So, yeah, I mean, but you try to, it's the holidays, right? At the end of the day, it's, you, you try to do things as best you can, or you switch every year or something like that. You know, yeah. the way, the way that Emily and I have handled that has just been, um, historically, and I'm not saying it'll be this way forever, but you know, we've done my folks on Christmas Eve and then we stay the night there and, you know, Christmas morning and then we go Christmas morning, still pretty early to be able to keep the whole day over to her folks place. Yeah. Um, Again, I don't know that that's the best mechanism that, I mean, eventually may want to switch that up and do Christmas Eve at her folks' place. Um, I mean, there's other reasons for that, right? Like my folks, they go to visit my um, stepdad's uh, relatives on Christmas Day, so we really wouldn't be able to see my folks Christmas Day. So there's extenuating circumstances for why we do, why we've set it up that way. But I know like in families, it can be tricky to, to, to schedule some of those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you just try to be as fair as you can with it. Do you it, guys do a tree? Did. You know, yes. Well, we didn't do a tree last year just because I think we were like... Well, you're getting um, coal in your stocking. Yeah, I know. It's bad. Well, we did we did a tree, but it was like one of these really small ones just because we weren't oh, sure. We're like, a fake tree? A little... Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I love a real tree, personally. We I, just started one last year. Did real you start tree, one? Cutting nice. it ourselves. Yeah, there you, there you go. There you go. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to get down fun. there with the saw. And sh- yeah, 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 yeah. Did the kids, the kids get a? Kick oh, they out had of it? fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> I think one of them almost got hit with a tree branch and oh, no. scratched or something like that. <laughs> it's all good though. Those are memories, right? Like that kind of stuff is fun. <laughs> We're I, making I, memories. Yeah, I would love to get like a real tree. Yeah, I, I think that's fun. So, yeah, no. Now, now, one thing that we do, I mean, I grew up, you know, having a tree, uh, decorating it. Uh, things like that, yeah, cookies, all the fun stuff. Oh, and yeah. and by the way, I think you and I both agree that um, seasonal trappings, if you will, are, I think, a non-issue. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, for, you know, the fall season, Halloween, right? We talked about that. Yeah. Pumpkins and pumpkin spice and all that stuff. Praise uh, God for pumpkin spice. Exactly. Leaves, turkeys, whatever. And for Christmas, candy canes, uh, lights, uh, those are all just seasonal cultural trappings that i think there's complete and utter freedom yeah you know praise god for those sometimes i just don't feel like putting up lights you know uh how could you do your neighbors yell at you for not putting up lights? no one really yells at me (laughs) but uh you know we got it we we did at the old place where we live and we got we cheated a little bit you don't we didn't put up lights but you know they have this little light projector mm -hmm. thing so it like you set it in the grass in your in your lawn and you project onto the house and it makes it look like you have lights up 
but yeah. but you really don't. So it's like the yeah, but you can tell it's fake. Yeah, you can kind of tell, but yeah. it, it still looks a little bit pretty. Yeah, no, it's, it's, not, it's not as good. It's it's a yeah. No, it's, it's, that's right. It's a hack. It's a shortcut. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But uh, one thing that we did, I think, agree upon was, okay, how to decorate like um, putting a star at the top of the tree. Mm-hmm. I'm all for the star. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I really struggled with is putting an angel at the top of the tree now i know that some folks might think this is that's silly mm. eric like why is that a big deal well again I, I i don't know maybe it's just a conscience thing but i really do take seriously the 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 commandment not to make uh those you know images of heaven and on earth right there, and there i know that's the context of yeah. of worship that's most important it's the context yeah. of worship but um angels don't look like that, yeah. <laughs> first, first of all, for the most part, I mean, anytime you saw an angel, a person saw an angel in the Bible, they were scared half to death. Yeah. And yep. either that, or they were going to worship the, the the thing, the yep. person. Yeah. And they were told not to, right? So the angels that we put on trees, uh, they're not really depicting uh, anything. Yeah. There, and it, and it's kind of weird a, to me to have like yeah. an angel at the tippy top. Yeah. You know. Jesus is above the angels. Wasn't that's the point right. of Hebrews, right? That's the point of Hebrews. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we won't use an angel. We use a star. Yeah. But not an angel. I, I, I get the graven image concern. I, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. I hadn't thought about that just because we don't like, we just never had an angel on top of the tree for me growing up. We always had a star. Yeah. But yeah, if we had, I, I can see where you're, yeah. where you're getting that for sure. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we don't get hate mail from this, you know, yeah. like save the angel. I remember, you? I remember when I was, uh, when I was a student in seminary, I was, um, I came up with this idea, you know, just to make ends meet, I did some, some personal fitness training uh-huh. and, uh, I tried to have some kind of a Christian spin on it as like, you know, this is related to angels and trees. Well, it is a graven image issue, right? Oh, okay. So that there was this one image that I was like, oh, I'll put this in my like business <laughs> cards and stuff like because I, I didn't know which way was up theologically. This why I was okay. like a brand new student uh, to this to the school. Okay. But um, there was this picture of of Jesus, like and I just like Google image the thing, and he's like doing a push up with a cross on his back, <laughs> and it was like you know the war, the sin of, of the world. Like, can you bench this or something like that? Like just Jesus is really strong. And I was like, yeah, that rocks. Mm-hmm. And then I took that to say, um, you know, Hey, can, can we like, can I put this up to advertise in the school? It's like a little cork board or something. I didn't think much mm-hmm. of it. I didn't think it would be an issue. And they were like, well, you might have a, an image issue, like, a, um, not making for yourself a graven image issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not like representing pictorially images of, because you don't know what he looked like. Or, yeah, exactly. And so I just, I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> Did you make him Nordic? Was he Norse? Was he Norse? Well, it was black and white. It was oh, black okay. and white. So right. either way, you're you're getting a white Jesus, right? So <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, again, you know. But yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, I, I ended up not doing that. Okay. For which I'm, I'm grateful, by the way, for the the chap who uh, who flagged that for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Always grateful for those keeping you on the straight and narrow. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it can be hard, especially with me. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> so while we've talked about Christmas uh, internally amongst Christians, there, yeah. Um, how might we use the opportunity to to talk about the gospel? Mm. Like, what are some ways now, open doors perhaps, that are there that yeah. you've seen or that you think would be 
useful for us to pursue. Yeah, so a couple thoughts on that, right? So I think, first of all, it is one of the few times in, in the year, like Christmas and Easter, like you said, where people will come into a church. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's an opportunity. That's a huge opportunity uh, for, for people to hear the gospel who just, like, hadn't heard it before. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think the other thing, too, is, like, I, I have known some families. Uh, we don't do this ourselves. We've talked about doing this. I think it's a really good practice for us to, to implement as a family. But um, uh, we we know some families who, on Christmas morning, instead of doing gifts, they'll go and volunteer somewhere, like a mm. homeless shelter or something. Yeah. Um, and then there's, inevitably, there's other people who are volunteering, and it's like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm here because... Um, because, you know, I'm, I, I love the Lord and I, mm-hmm. I follow Jesus. And, and why are you here? Yeah. Right? Like, you just kind of, you know, striking up a conversation with them about what they're doing and why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I think, too, that there are, there tends to be just generally a little bit more um, cultural warmth and openness around mm. the holidays Saint maybe merry christmas things yeah like yeah and, and and i mean that might not be true with a toy store at 5 a.m on you know when black friday rushing when get... everyone's rushing to get their stuff but 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 generally yeah there's like a little bit more of an air of you know openness i guess and you can like you're supposed to be nice yeah exactly so if you if you have a conversation with somebody about hey like what are we doing anyway what are we celebrating this for is this really just about toys and a and, and, and yeah. a heavy set dude saying ho 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 or like eating cookies eating co- like or is it something more right like yeah. what are we really celebrating um yeah. it's just a good opportunity to invite people to reflect on that yeah and for the most part i mean i know that sometimes they try to change the name make it the holiday season or the winter holiday or whatever the case may be but for the most part people still know it as christmas even holidays yeah. what, what is it like holy, holy day, day. Yeah. holy day right yeah. it's like that's <laughs> where yeah. it comes from so this the fact that you know the existence of the word ho- holiday and christmas you know, Jesus' own name is is in that. Yeah. It's a way that we can even just, hey, there's a conversation starter, yeah. you know, right there. And, you know, let me tell you something. This is, this is another thing, too. But I personally don't get too bent out of shape about, what? about um, if, like, if people want to say happy holidays or, you know, there was this big t- hubbub about people took, like, I think Starbucks took Merry Christmas off of their cup. Their, their holiday cup oh, or something. Yeah. Remember that when that happened? I think so. And there's like, there's this huge, big, like, culture war issue around, like, the like, war against Christmas. Up in arms. Up in arms. Like, I just, like, at the end of the day, it's, it's about, it's about the gospel, right? Yeah. So, it, you know, I'm not, I personally, I don't get too upset. Like, I understand the, the, the broader concern, I think, is, you know, you don't want, um, it's not good for culture to do everything that the secular culture can do to just like get rid of and we don't want like Christ re- and... lack of religious liberty things like exactly that. exactly so but, there's there's, little, there's legitimate dangers there right but the line to draw in the sand like the place to get upset is not whether or not Starbucks takes Merry Christmas off their cup and I think the or, two re- oh, right no I, no I, think I just that don't the way that you can divide that category is like a the bigger concern is when people are exercising religious liberty and they are being sued or attacked for it and punished for it. That's different. That's different than a non-Christian company Mm -hmm. acting in a non-Christian way. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Like that, like why would we want to force a non-Christian company to comply with a Christian perspective? Right. I mean, we would never want that. So it doesn't really bother me I'm just not surprised that like, someone like Starbucks, some company yeah. like Starbucks does that. And would I be, would, look, would I be, like, ultimately, 
it would be better if it were there. I would love Starbucks. Or I would love Starbucks to be a Christian yeah, I mean, exactly. coffee it would, company. Because because yeah. anything else is going against what Paul lays out, you know, all over like in Romans one. Like this is this is clear from from the created order. Like what you know, it, it's abundantly clear. Um, so I I would like it to be there, yeah. but. Am I going to get too upset about it if it's not? No. Like, because that's not what's going to make a difference. Like, saying Merry Christmas and putting some kind of reference to a Christian symbol on a a coffee cup is not what's going to make a difference. What's going to make a difference is proclaiming the The gospel. gospel. That's right. That's what makes a difference. Yes. Right? Not whether or not someone down the street says Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays. I would prefer one over the other, but yeah. but that's not that's not where to draw the line. That's not the thing to. That's not the hill, right? The hill <laughs> yeah. is the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, I mean, we've covered a lot of lot of stuff, good stuff for this topic. Yeah, time flew on this one. I feel yeah, like. it did. It did. Um, and uh, is there any last minute last thoughts you have before we move into the? Proverb of the day. Proverb of the day. Yeah, no. anything on that? Let's do it. Christmas. No. All right. Well, again, if you guys listening have any questions, that follow up questions or, or other concerns or whatever, talk about Christmas. Please email us, uh, and we would love to uh, approach this topic again, or or maybe uh, deal with it in a different, uh, you know, a more specific angle uh, that you want to talk about. So yeah, if the but, Lord tarries, we'll be here again next year. And that's true. And we'll probably bring it up again. Next bring it up time. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's Right, but I do have a a proverb uh, for uh, Brother Dylan here, and it does uh, surround gift giving. Mm. It does, uh, so a little hint there. Um, it's Proverbs nineteen uh, six. So it's it's not so much the context of, of, of the Christmas gift giving, but it has to do with gifts. So here here it is. Uh, Many seek the favor of a generous man, and everyone is a friend to a man who gives gifts. And go. All right. Um, well, let's, let's. I'm gonna actually, if I can, I'm gonna expand it a little bit. I'm oh, gonna go into verse seven. Okay. Um, all a poor man's brothers hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He pursues them with words, but does not have them. Um, there. So, so I see kind of um, Proverbs 19:6 and 19:7 as kind of opposite mm-hmm. sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, in the one hand. Many seek the favor of a generous man, right? So in other words, if you are, if you are generous, if you are uh, one who is you know, willing to give of yourself to others, then yeah, I mean, clearly you're going to be someone that wields a, a tremendous amount of, of influence and people are going to want to be a friend to you. Now, you want to weed that out a little bit, right? I mean, you don't want to just be like, oh, hey, I, I just am your friend because you give me stuff, right? That's no good. Um, <laughs> but on the other hand, you know, you don't necessarily want to be um, all a poor man's brothers hate him. It, it, it's almost like um, it's it, it's not exactly stinginess, but it's this it's this tinge of, you know, I can't do anything to help you. Right. If you're in a bind, there's like how much more do his friends go far from him? He pursues them with words. In other words, he's he really is trying to like, um, you know, comfort them with words or love them well with words. And that's important. But he has really nothing to back up his words. Mm -hmm. The generous man does. Right. So one of the things that this kind of um, that this reminds me of a little bit is there are some people 
who, and this is just an observation and it's very anecdotal, but, you know, over the course of the last two years, um, you know, I've been, I've worked at a company in the private sector. Uh, I had always been either in a nonprofit or mm-hmm. in a, in a public sector in my own work experience previously. So it's the first time I'm seeing kind of that pri- And one of the things that's interesting that I've observed is that, um, my employer has a mindset of abundance. Mm-hmm. He has a mindset that says it's just money. It's, it's, it's easy to get, like, it's not that big of a deal and to spend it on, let's say really, really good marketing or really, really good, um, you know, a sales team or a really great development team, like to spend the money on, on places where it's wise to spend it is, is easy for them to do mm-hmm. versus some, uh, you know, others who might be employers and this is not the experience where I work at. So I'm grateful for this, but you know, I, I have known other, other employers where it's like, they're, they're, they will cut every corner and go for the cheapest person available mm-hmm. or cheapest package available just to save a buck. And the end result is just not the same, right? So it's interesting that like people who have a kind of mindset that says um, there's enough here for everyone actually tend to be a little bit less greedy has, has been my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that kind of is what this proverb makes me think of. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately... We have the greatest gift available from the most generous man ever to walk the planet in Christ, right? So we are to seek the favor of Christ because he gives wonderful gifts to his children. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so that is who we ultimately want to want to befriend. Um, But I I see this analogous relationship too in in kind of like horizontally, right? Like how are we... um, do we have an abundance mind? Are, are we clinging on to every last penny, mm-hmm. right? Or are we generous, right? Are open-handed. we are we open-handed and and with a mindset of abundance that says, "I want you to have this," because mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, um, it it doesn't it doesn't trouble my soul for you to have this. I want you to succeed and for you to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm. yeah. No, I think that was uh, awesome. Thank you, uh, Dylan, for tackling that one yeah. uh, there, uh, meet, uh, meeting up to the challenge there. Um, and so this has been uh, uh, Two Guys in the Bible and a discussion on, on the Christmas season there. So again, please uh, feel free to email us at the number podcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook. Check us out there. Our website, uh, twoguysinabible.org. Again, all with the number two in front. And we're also on Twitter as well. And again, we're looking for, for, for feedback. Uh, if, you, if you get us on iTunes, please rate us uh, there. Send us feedback. Um, and send us any questions. Uh, we'd love to have them. Uh, we're getting some good ones recently that we're going to uh, start tackling in the, in the near future there. So uh, with that, uh, uh, we'll see you all again uh, next time. Uh, take care and God bless. God bless you all. Merry Christmas.